Join me on the journey of being transfigured into the image of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. Love and Shalom in Yeshua. I just want to share something about uh, outreach. You know, I, uh, I always say that life is an outreach. And um, uh, in, when Jesus said to Peter, uh, now I will make you a fisher of men, is that he he went from an occupation of of, of feeding himself to a, a occupation or a calling of feeding uh, people uh, and actually feeding the Lord uh, because he is pleased with if we work for him if we the Bible says in Proverbs 11 verse 30 uh, that those who are um, wise win souls and it means that uh, you you gather treasures in heaven, right? So that's amazing. And uh, Peter, so Jesus said to Peter, now I will make you a fisher of men. And uh, so we're all uh, called to be fisher of men. And some people are still in their rowing boat. Some people have a, have a um, they are just learning how to do this. Or maybe you have a, a professional fisher's boat already. But I remember when the Lord called me to have a, um, like a, a ministry in the sense that it will that it will be uh, like more like tangible uh, something I do um, so with, with a foundation starting a foundation everything uh, I believe everyone has a ministry already as a Christian so we don't think like oh no if I do f when I go into full-time ministry then I'll do I would do this and this and this no it's the moment you meet Jesus the moment you uh, accept him as your Lord and Savior you're called to be a fisher of men. You're called to make disciples. You're called to walk with Jesus, follow Jesus in his ways. And so that happens immediately. Um, so I believe every Christian is in, in full-time ministry. But I remember me when I went to this uh, transition of um, uh, having a business and uh, letting that go for the Lord because he asked me to let that go. Uh, going into a, a workplace and working with refugees and homeless people. Um, I remember the Holy Spirit uh, being my teacher in uh, 1 John 2 verse 27 is, is one of my favorite scriptures where it says that the anointing that's in you, you're not in need of anyone to teach you, but the anointing that's in you, let him teach you everything. Uh, so remain one in him. And that's that says something about your friendship, uh, abiding in Jesus in John 15 but also your communion with the Holy Spirit and that the anointing will teach you everything and um, so that's the thing where where he wants to carry you to he wants to carry you to the point that you see God's heart for the lost and I always say this that um, uh, I'm called to save the lost and edify the saints and um, we're all ca called to do this right so um, I remember in a transition in my life uh, I saw in the spirit I saw that I was still having a rowing boat but the Lord wants to give me more and more equipment to do it or more uh, he gave me a certain stewardship over it for how I, how I handle his works and the things he gave me and this is very biblical because you know about the talents in the Bible that certain people had so many talents and other other person that many talents and some multiplied it but some buried it under the ground 
we all need to multiply our talents, uh, meaning the things we have been given by God. And what God has given us is the stewardship over uh, uh, actually hosting His presence, uh, stewardship over um, the gifts, the spiritual gifts we have in the, in, in, in the, of the Holy Spirit, but also our calling, working out our salvation, that's our stewardship. So I remember uh, the Holy Spirit telling me to uh, approach three, at least three people per day and tell them about Jesus. And uh, that was uh, uh, something out of my comfort zone. But the whole thing was what I learned is the whole Christian life is out of your comfort zone. It's the whole Christian life starts when Peter had to go out of the boat and walk on the water and focus on Jesus. And that's the super, supernatural life. We're all called to have the supernatural life, life in the Holy Spirit. And um, so, um, but the moment he was focused on himself, he started to drown, right? And then he focused on Jesus again. And then he started to walk on the water again. We're all called to live that life. So a life of the Holy Spirit, Him teaching you everything, Him discipling you, the Holy Spirit discipling you, because the Holy Spirit is the substitute of Jesus here on earth. So He's discipling us right now. So we need to get to know Him as a person, and as a friend, the Holy Spirit. That's why Paul says that he prays for the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit for all of us and um, for that church he was uh, writing that letter to. So, and... Um, and so I did that. I, I, I approached three people, at least three people per day, and it was out of my comfort zone. And that's when you get to know the Comforter more. You know, the Comforter, he, he comforts you. That's the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. He comforts you in your hard times and hardships and trials and tribulations. But he, you will also get to know him as a true Comforter when you step out of your comfort zone. And then you see that he will guide you. He will take you by the hand and guide you through everything. So I did that and I remembered um, being a good steward over the, uh, the three people per day. And then the Lord giving me more and more, but also uh, walking on the street and just getting a word of knowledge for a guy. And uh, I remember uh, seeing that he, has a that he had asthma. It was correct. I prayed for him. He felt something. He felt the Holy Spirit touching him. These kind of things happened more and more and more. And then it became a lifestyle. So I remember uh, my wife and I going to a, to a restaurant for our anniversary. And then at that restaurant, just receiving words of knowledge for people that were sitting around us, uh, seeing people that, that had things with their knees. And I remember uh, people that were sitting at the table, they all had injuries in their knees, but the, that's what the Holy Spirit told me. And then uh, my wife, Gita, she was like, man, not again, because I have that all the time. So it became a lifestyle and uh, of course now my wife is used to this and she uh, is also uh, reaching out more and more so it, bec it becomes a lifestyle so outreach life is an outreach and uh, um, outreach is, is is what we're all called to do it's not a church program some people think okay we have uh, uh, outreach once per month and then they go on the streets or they have an event but it's a lifestyle so you have it every day of your life you can have this outreach and that's why I always emphasize of going back to the church of Acts that we need to go there back there because you know the apostles and even the deacons and the people that were helping in in church uh, they were church first of all and they all were led by the Holy Spirit and that's what we need to have that lifestyle of every day being led by the Holy Spirit being fed and led by the Holy Spirit 
and that's so amazing because then you'll see a lifestyle of having outreach and i just wanted to share this of um don't be too focused on results uh, a lot of christians when they go out there they, they want to have a lot of numbers of people they they brought to jesus but sometimes it's really from the flesh and you work it up and you feel like a striving but i see i carry more fruit of being listening to the holy spirit listening to god's voice and then obeying and then doing that and then you see that it, it, it will happen so easily you know um also what paul says some sow i sowed uh, some watered and some some reaped right so there's a sowing a, a, a watering and a reaping um don't underestimate the sowing I remember me being a, a young man uh, I was I think I was seven or eight years old I lived in Aruba uh, at that time and I was going through a hard time I, I remember my my parents getting a divorce and I was feeling depressed and um, there was this um, teacher of mine she came to me and she said Jesus loves you and I went to a Protestant Protestant church at that time but it never i was never like a true believer yet or born again believer uh, but it became so personal so i never heard the reverend say something like jesus loves you and she said that and it became so personal that jesus loves me you know and i never forget that so there was a seed that was sown in me and it had it came to flourishing uh, to flourishment uh, so it, it, it flourished and so a seed will always flourish when you plant a seed or it will be stolen by the enemy or by the cares of the world what the bible says but um, there is a the lord uh, wants those people saved more than we do often and uh, so he will take care of that seed um, uh, so uh, what i what i have seen is that the, the words jesus loves you is so very 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 powerful um, it, it, it Jesus so it emphasized Jesus the Son of God the Lord our Lord and Savior the Messiah so it emphasizes that love is that he still lives because it's an active verb so he's he lives and he loves you so he so that, that means that he uh, he takes care of you and he loves you and you makes it very personal that he loves you so that's making it personal so never underestimate saying Jesus loves you to people um, also, what I wanted to say is that uh, I remember in my life, um, uh, I think the moment I became a Christian, I started to evangelize. And uh, everyone is called to do the work of an evangelist. And, but I remember working at a marketing company and uh, I felt the Holy Spirit prompting my, me to share the gospel with everyone there. I did that. And some people hated me for it uh, but I remember one guy he was an alcoholic and he told me shut up Mark I don't want to hear it all the time but the Holy Spirit keep on prompting me he kept on prompting me uh, to share the gospel with that guy and share the love of God and I did that and then uh, years later uh, he sent me a message uh, an email with, uh, with, with that, that he said Mark I'm so thankful that you always shared the gospel with me I became a Christian, I, I met a Christian girlfriend, and I became a Christian, so I'm so thankful for you being obedient to God at that time. And so never underestimate the sowing and also the obedience to the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest, what the Bible says. As the Lord of the harvest for more laborers, 
the, the laborers are cast into the harvest fields, he is the Lord of the harvest. And he knows exactly how to evangelize. So he's the best evangelist here on earth right now. So we need to work together with the Holy Spirit more and more for evangelism. And uh, also it's the powerful thing is the more you do it, the more heart you get for it. I also know that if I don't do it, I see that our ministries is just like there's less power or there's less edge to it. It becomes, you know, you see God's heart. This is God's heartbeat to win the lost. If you do it, you can see your ministries flourish. You can see everything flourishing in your life, but you also feel fulfilled. It's, it's amazing to do this. Excuse me, my, my battery was so low, so um, I had to put my phone in a charger. In my first video, I talked about a life as an outreach and uh, Holy Spirit-led evangelism, that we're all called to do a work of an evangelist as believers, and also that uh, we are all fisher of men and that we have a stewardship stewardship over it um uh, you, you know sometimes the, i feel a prompting of the holy spirit to, to just make a video that's why you see me in all these locations um i was on on a balcony just now and i'm right now i'm, I'm in a room but um <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm my baby daughter is here by the way um i'm holding her here but the thing is you know what i was sharing is uh, and that it's a lifestyle and that's, that it became a lifestyle when I when the Holy Spirit told me to uh, have a stewardship over at least three people per day that I approach for Jesus and tell about Jesus, share the gospel. And that became more and more than it became a lifestyle. And now the Holy Spirit just gives me words of knowledge everywhere I go. Uh, so this is what I shared in the first video. And also the importance of the, if you say Jesus loves you, um, and also the discernment of what is sowing, what is watering, and what is reaping. Sometimes pe people are too much focused on result, and uh, then but we need to know when somebody is really ripe to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is the what I said. He's the best evangelist. He's the Lord of the harvest, and um, we need to work together with the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's the be best evangelist here on earth and uh, the more you do it the more you abide in him and walk in communion with him the more fruitful you become and the more miracles happen when you do evangelism when, when you reach out to people um, so uh, for example uh, if you think like if you're too focused on result you it's all about you again but it's really about that person it's really about the person you're talking to the people you're approaching you want to link to God's heart for that person because that person is in God's heart and he wants to touch your heart for that person right so that heart-to-heart -heart connection is so important that's why our ministry is also called heart called heart-to-heart -heart. it's all about you know that heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God right and Jesus wants to live his life through you and the way he lived is that he just walked uh, in communion with the Holy Spirit, people came to him, touched him, they got healed. Um, everywhere he went, there was a crowd following him. And that's that life you want to see, right? That's that fruit you want to see in your life as well. I love what Jesus says, that we're also called to do miracles and even greater uh, miracles than he has done. That's what he says. So uh, we want to see that fruit, right, in our lives. But that, that only happens when we truly surrender to the Holy Spirit and His ways. Um, so you can learn that more and more and come into that rest of 
of listening to his voice because in Hebrews 4 is that you come into a rest um, when you listen to his voice, right? I'm going to give a teaching about that too. But um, So that rest, you become more fruitful. And I love it. The more you do this, it became a lifestyle in my life and I see miracles happen more and more. Just, um, I think it was a few days ago, We I walked with my family on, on here in the park and um, uh, there was this girl and she was a, a friend of my wife's uh, from the past and I I was feeling very tired as you all know I became a dad again I have a son and a, a beautiful baby daughter right now and so I my nights are so tiring but I was feeling uh, so tired at that time and I remember uh, like you know having eye contact with my wife and thinking like man let's go home because she was talking to that lady and actually my son Astra he stood at her garden and because of he was staring at a, a car that was in their in, in their garden and that's why uh, that lady came out and that's why we had contact so my son was really led by the Holy Spirit then so they started to talk and I was like man I'm tired I want to go home but then I I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit again the Holy Spirit telling me like it's not about you I want to uh, uh, reach that girl for me so um, then I knew okay it's not it's not about me it's about Jesus first of all and Jesus heart and Jesus calling Jesus um, li living his life through us so he wants to touch people through us and so I asked the Holy Spirit then okay what do you have a word for me and uh, for her and then I received a word of knowledge that she had uh, asthma or things with her lungs she denied it because I think she was like flabbergasted what she heard and then later when we walked uh, we wanted to walk back to our house she said like wait 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 I I, I have that problem and then she and then I prayed for her and she started to cry because the Holy Spirit really touched her now she wants to come to our church the journey so that's amazing but it's just me being obedient uh, and also knowing it's not about me so that I had that I had to die to myself at that time because I was tired I want to I wanted to go home I wasn't focused uh, so you understand what I what I mean is that um, uh, despite us he wants to move through us uh, despite our feelings he wants to move through us and show his heart to people he wants to speak to people uh, through us and every day he wants to speak to people so every time you go and if you're linked to the Holy Spirit and, and have communion with him you'll hear him giving words about people around you and I love it because you can grow into that with stewardship and the more you do that the more uh, the presence will grow around you and also his voice will be more uh, audible and also you, the, 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 the more the miracles will also grow because sometimes I, I remember uh, like uh, uh, having a word for a guy and I, I, I even received the name of his child and also that he had a, had a motorcycle accident and those words are so powerful then you share the gospel with them the true gospel and then you get a true repentance because you need to check if people are are truly repenting or are you just checking your result you want to see true repentance right of people true conversions to Jesus Christ and but the more you do it is the more you see the miraculous happen and it becomes more easy because then the Holy Spirit will have his way the best evangelist on earth the Holy Spirit will have his way through you 
and is more effective and is, you will carry more fruit. So also that communion with the Holy Spirit is so important. Um, Matthew 6 for 6, being alone in, in the, your most private room and the Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He will reward you openly with his presence. Uh, you will hear his voice better. All these things. So that's so important, that lifestyle as well. But I remember doing that uh, a lot and going to a bar. I use this example a lot. I went to a barbershop. The moment I stepped into that barbershop, the barber got healed from his back. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he was like, what's, what's happening? And I, I said, that's Jesus. And I told him about Jesus. I shared the gospel with him. And then he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, as Lord and Savior because he had back pain, severe back pain. And he got healed the moment I stepped into that barbershop. So that reminds me of Peter, uh, the, the shadow of Peter healing a person as well. And that's what you have when his heart becomes more your heart. He shares your heart more with you. He sees that you're a good steward over it so, so he can share more of his heart with you, more of his presence. And then you become more effective as, an fisher, as a fisher of men. So you get, you get what, I'm, what I'm saying? This is just one, something I just wanted to share with you and the importance of uh, being a fisher of men and being a good steward over it, okay? I hope you're encouraged by it. I hope the Holy Spirit will teach you everything in this, what I, what I was saying. Everything what I uh, said is not, from my, is not from me because I'm so special. It's for all of us as Christians because the moment you're born again is when the Holy Spirit starts uh, live, uh, uh, come, it comes inside of you and that's when your spirit becomes born again, right? And the Bible says that your spirit becomes one with the Holy Spirit. So you have this true communion. We need to tap more into that. And that's when you become effective and fruitful uh, with evangelism. God bless you. And I, I also truly believe in one-to-one on, one -one evangelism. I don't believe in the category. I heard uh, someone say um, that you can be like... A, uh, evangelist or a speaker for multitudes but not the that you have different kind of evangelists like the one-to-one -one evangelist but also yeah, but then you have also one who do the speaking for big multitudes but I and then he said like he categorized it into uh, or you're that one or you're that other one that other uh, kind of evangelist but I believe you can be both and uh, because I also spoke in at events where multitudes were touched. But I also have this lifestyle because this is just a lifestyle which you can also read in the book of Acts. The apostle Paul also led this lifestyle and he was an apostle. Some people say that, but I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, I'm a teacher uh, or, or I'm a pastor. I don't lead that kind of life. No, we're all called to, do, uh, to lead this life. If the apostle Paul led this life, uh, him being an apostle, and him telling Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. Him saying, uh, uh, you know, in the Bible, that you need to use every opportunity to share the gospel with people. Uh, that's truly the heart of God. He, he wants to save people. Uh, that's a great commandment for all of us. You know, that's his heart, his heartbeat. And we need to tap into that heartbeat more and more. Um, also... Um, so know this, as an apostle you're called for it, as a prophet you're called for this, as a teacher you're called for this, as a pastor you're called for this, and obvious as an evangelist, uh, obviously. So um, every Christian is called for this. 
Uh, I wanted to say something. What, what was it again? Uh, anyway, I, I think I'll run up now. Um, but um, please, if you like this, this video, uh, share my videos to encourage others and subscribe to my YouTube channel for more of these kind of videos. Uh, God bless you, love and shalom in Yeshua. I pray the grace of a master Jesus Christ, uh, the, the extra extravagant love of our Father God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will guide you into the heart of God and you uh, translating that heart, uh, heart of God to other people, that you will save the lost and edify the saints in your life, and that you'll be a good steward over what he has given you. God bless you. Love and shalom in Yeshua and see you next time. Bye-bye.